Welcome to Wanna Be a Pro Wrestler. Me too. And today's episode features my guest, Dahlia Monroe. You probably won't believe what happened to her, but Dahlia Monroe's injury kept her out in the ring for over three years. Today we discuss with Dahlia her struggle with mental health as well as what she went through to be able to walk again. But it isn't all serious. We also discuss her worst fan experiences, comparing being a manager versus being an in-ring performer and how her OnlyFans fame hasn't changed her. And we also discuss her future goal for 2021. This is a can't-miss episode due to the variety of topics we hit in the next hour. But if you're new here... My name is Nikki Heat, and I am the host of Wanna Be a Pro Wrestler, Me Too. And here on the podcast, we are promoting pro wrestling by interviewing the people involved in making pro wrestling happen around the globe. We believe that everyone can teach us something. But we also have a YouTube channel. And on the YouTube channel, we are educating the pro wrestling community by deconstructing the foundational elements of pro wrestling. But don't worry, it isn't all big words. I just had to come up with a quick sentence and explain what we do. But here are some of my favorite topics we discussed. Finding affordable pro wrestling merch, the do's and don'ts of having a bad match, the psychology of being in a Royal Rumble match, and here is a clip from our most recent episode on the YouTube channel. You can find Dahlia Monroe on Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans, Pro Wrestling Tees, as long as you can search Dahlia Monroe. If you're lucky enough to find a handful of people or just one person that's willing to come in and bump for you, you want to establish your moveset. You don't want to come in and do as many things as you can possibly do, but you want to come in and do the one or two things that you do very well. Get your main thing over that you want to get over. It's not my MO. That's not what I'm selling, but cool for the women that are doing that. Who cares? Like, it's their body, their choice. If someone wants to buy my dirty socks, let them buy my dirty socks. Like, I mean, there's a market for that shit. Like, I saw Do you have made... dirty socks for sale on your merch, on your virtual merch table? Well, I guess someone has to subscribe for $10 and find out. It's <laughs> awesome. Because if someone is looking for my dirty socks, I will sell them to you for half price and you do not have to subscribe to anything. Oh my god. Personal, we were talking about personal hygiene earlier and ew. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I, I hate I hate bodily fluids and um Nathaniel ribs me. Legitimately ribs me, not bullies me. But Nathaniel ribs me all the time. He's like, huh, you hate bodily fluids, but yet you got involved with professional wrestling where you strip down in your underwear and roll around in other people's sweat. Cool page. <laughs> and I'm like, no, expose like, me. More. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ew 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 even before covid i was grossed out by germs like i was the bitch that carried around germex for everyone you're like the little mom that could dude you would have hated seeing me in a locker room back in the day which i'm sure things are different now uh with covid but in locker rooms like you know how different indies are set up i mean you don't have a toilet and if you have a toilet like guys just whip their dicks out outside and pisses and it's like oh thanks i'm a girl i can't do that but Guys literally whoop their dick out, piss, and then come in a locker room and shake everyone's hand. It's like, no, thank you. Ew. And mm-hmm. it's like, this bitch doesn't shake people's hands. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he just touches pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. bad reputation, bro. Bad reputation <laughs> just because I'm a germaphobe. Yeah. So what? I I know you post your financial income of how much you made for all the fans on your instagram and stuff i I did that like once or twice just to show inspire people but man 
there was like three people that I got he- I got heat with, and it's like, why are you guys why? so concerned? You can make an actual income and be successful. Yeah, I literally had this one bitch, like, and excuse my language, but she is a fucking bitch. Uh, she's a she's a nobody. Like, literally, she like doesn't even have a thousand followers, and she she's like, um, she literally tried to attack me online, and literally the week prior. She not only added me on my OnlyFans, so she gave me money, but she tried to advertise her OnlyFans on my page. Wow. <laughs> Piggyback off my OnlyFans. And I was like, nope, block. Which hey, um, that a thing? I was like, nope, block. And then I get attacked like not even a month, a couple weeks later on my Instagram bio. And it's like, bro, who are you? No one's heard of you. I'm a nobody. So God knows you're definitely a nobody. And it's like, dude, you try to piggyback off my OnlyFans. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I think that that dick writing, as it were, is, is a really big problem. And I think people <laughs> want to like you when it's cool to like you and they'll hate you when it's cool to hate you and in some cases people will hate you when it's cool to like you even uh i just i have a reputation of um like i can bring the heat yeah let me just say i've been involved with professional wrestling for nearly 10 years now and i always get casted as a heel so let's just say that like i guess i have rusting bitch face or something i don't know like when i when i worked for sean hernandez in kentucky or excuse me when i left kentucky and went to texas and worked under sean hernandez like um <clears throat> i was set up for a, a spot with nathaniel and i think uh he was going against a guy named kyle hawk and they were going after the belt and nathaniel ended up winning but i think like the other opponent wanted me to like do this whole setup where um, I was a baby face and uh, wanted me to like, you know, like show baby face and like kiss him and stuff. And then Sean just interrupted him and was like, um, dude, look at her. Does she look like a baby face? She's a fucking heel. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so he squashed that right away and just like, what does that mean? I'm a heel. And Nate's like, you got the sex appeal. And I was like, shut the fuck up, guys. You guys are so fucking weird. <laughs> You're thinking <laughs> that's funny. That's really clever by them, though, just to know that, like, hey, this is what your style is. We're going to stick with what's working and and go with what you're good at, essentially. Yeah, Sean and, and Nate definitely, um, definitely understood that I guess I have, I, I just, I'm a heel. I'm a natural heel. So that's in gimmick form. But then in, in reality, I can just bring the heat. Like, dude, not to stroke my own cock here or anything, but when I go out there as a heel, there's people as managers or as wrestlers even that have to work the crowd and get them into it and get them into it just to get a response of them oh boo we hate you fuck you dude i swear to god when i walk out there all i have to do is like you know walk up to like a woman or something in the in the front row and just give her one of my i just look her up and down she literally is jumping like i just do one look up and down and give her like a dirty look and then flip my hair and walk away and literally the bitch is up out of her seat and trying to jump the rail, like trying to physically attack me. Like that, I literally can get that effect out of the people. And it's like, damn, like it's just, uh, <laughs> I'm really not a bad guy. I swear. But I, I literally don't even have to say anything. I can just look at someone and piss them off. So you're something of a heat magnet, you would say. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately I've been labeled as that. It's like, damn girl, you're a heat magnet. And it's like, fuck. I like Disney, goddammit. <laughs> like, I used to want to be a princess. I still might do it, but that's later. Yes, oh my god. I definitely wanted to be a Disney princess, and now I'm the evil queen. 
those girls are super petite. So I think that being five two, I think you'll be all right if you ever decided to leave wrestling and wanted to be like uh, a fairy princess or a Disney World or whatever they do. I'd love it, but uh, what Disney princess has an hourglass figure? You know, I I have uh, a big booty and big boobies. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen a Disney princess built like that at all. If anything, like you just mentioned, Lilo and Stitch. I mean, I think the that sister or aunt on there has yeah. uh, has a good figure. Well, you could be Maui. He's pretty big all around, though. Is that the buff one from, like, The Rock? That's The Rock. Yeah, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, he, he's got the exact thing. He's got the tiny waist, big chest, and he's thick on the... I don't think he's waist. packing in the booty. I don't think he has a booty in that. No. That's uh, because he's wearing the, uh, I don't know what they're called, the skirts. They it hides it. I'll take the compliment of being compared to The Rock, but like, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. On here, dude. Let's see. Uh, an hour and sixteen minutes. Let's try to cut it at uh, thirty. Is that if that's if that's okay? Yeah, I was gonna do that anyway, just because I know what we discussed earlier in regards to time. But let's yeah, just hit some. Such piece. a weird uh, sleeping schedule. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't want to mess with your schedule because I don't know what like you do if you wake up in the middle of the night to go like go to work or if you just are a night owl or what so i just wanted to be yeah. really fair to your sleep schedule because getting sleep is hard man dude i have to take melatonin like i always tell nate i was like, Let's put down the horse. I, I always tell nathaniel i was like well, i gotta put down the horse give me it <laughs> and nathaniel's like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> no okay i'm game let's do it awesome so what are the pros of being a manager the pros when I was just strictly a, a valet, um, I would definitely say it's it's the best of both worlds because as a manager, you occasionally take a bump and you occasionally uh, sacrifice your body. But as opposed to being a professional wrestler, we tear up our bodies like every single night. We have bump cards. So as a manager, it's pretty badass that you get to protect your body but with that being said you get the whole experience on the indies like I was a man before I became a wrestler I was just strictly a manager and um I got to protect my body but then have the whole experience of from the long car rides paying your dues to setting up the ring and getting the whole wrestling experience and uh from setting up the rings to tearing them down and then also to just be able to perform you get to practice your promo abilities and um, but yet protect your body at the same time. So yes, definitely those are some pros of being just strictly a manager in the professional wrestling world. How would you compare being a manager to being a wrestler? I think just to summarize what I just said, like uh, it was cool being like the theater kid, getting involved with wrestling just as a manager. But then when I transitioned to becoming a wrestler, it was definitely more physical. I mean, as a manager, uh, you'll be lucky if you take one bump or, or, or something. But as a wrestler, you're just, you know, go, go, go. So I definitely prefer being a wrestler as opposed to being just a manager. But the art of being a valet slash manager, that that's a lost art. And I've noticed it's starting to come back, which is really cool. So 100% respect people that just want to be managers. I 1,000% respect that. And I think the, the promos, and I think managers are there to help the wrestler you know like as a manager um if the crowd's dying and not into the match you're the one that brings the crowd into it and you're the one that tells the crowd how to react and when to react and 
that that's a beautiful art form as a manager. And then as a wrestler, you can do the same thing, but it's, it's kind of like your show, you know, like you're the main event. And <laughs> I, I definitely love the physical aspect of being a professional wrestler. Um, it's hard on your body, but I definitely love it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think being a manager is like seasoning on your steak. Yeah. If anyone's getting involved with wrestling, I would suggest as you do training, go be a manager, you know, like as you're getting your physical training in at a school, like be a manager, practice your promos, bro. Like to take acting classes. And like, I, I think that it's, um, I, I think it's something that people should do, but then also the manager is there. Like you said, the seasoning to the state is to enhance the talent. And uh, I believe, especially as a woman enhancing, um, like as a heel, I all I have to do is wear a push-up bra and piss off the front row by winking at a guy, and his wife gets pissed off at me or something, you know. Like, and then it's like, oh, I brought heat to uh, to to the wrestler I was uh, working with that night. But being able to actually let the wrestlers get the heat where they need it, as opposed to, oh, it's all about me. But you know, right, right. And that's something that it's an art form, dude. You can't. You can't just be out there and do nothing, but then you can't take away from the match. You can't be loud and obnoxious and take away from the match. And the, the, one of the biggest lessons I learned is when everyone is quiet, be loud. But when everyone's loud, be quiet. Like, that's one of the biggest lessons I can give anyone and teach anyone. Um, get When the crowd's quiet, when the match is quiet, get loud. When everyone is loud as fuck, that's when you're like, ha, 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 I did my job. And you can be, you know smooth <laughs> like you could just be quiet and just absorb and let people be in, in enjoying the experience and never take away from the worker it's a it's, it's a, a give and take you know that's a fine line people will have to to walk what has been your worst driving experience okay so i'm going to divide it up um one was moving out to los angeles and then i'll give another one when i was actually working a show so one, when I was living in Indiana and I moved to Los Angeles to train under Rikishi, um, that was like a two-day drive and I made it, it could have been a three-day drive almost, but I'm a fool whenever I travel and I'm just like, fuck it, let's go. And, and yeah, I, I was just, like, I, I need sleep. I was just like, sleep, what's that? Let's do, let's do a Red Bull. <laughs> and I, I literally just... um. I'm so weird and I just do it in one take and I literally left from Indiana and I made it all the way to Las Vegas. <laughs> well, let's just say that And Las Vegas is, uh, Las Vegas is four hours, I think away from LA, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, that, that's how far I drove when I was moving out there and then I just crashed and then, um, and then I ended up making the short little trip after that the next day. So that was horrible, but when I was working shows, uh, Nathaniel and I, okay, don't call me crazy, but we were in Ohio at the time and we had a show in San Antonio, Texas, and that was like a 21 hour drive. So I kid you not, I worked night shift, 10 PM to 7 AM. And I had the show that day or yeah, it was like the, the, okay, that was like Thursday and the show was Friday. So what I did after working night shift, I drove, which to be fair, Nathaniel drove. <laughs> um, we drove from Ohio all the way to San Antonio, Texas on one shot 
and I th- and it was we got there to the show by like two because we left the Thursday into Friday. So it was like 2 p.m. on Friday and the show started like at six or something. <laughs> we did it in one shot. No sleep. That's so crazy. Oh, that's we're, we're that's fucking weirdos. Almost. We're weirdos. So we got to the parking lot. It, the hot sun is out and stuff. And we're just like, okay, we're here. We slept for maybe two hours in the parking lot. And then the booker was blowing up my phone. He's like, hey, where are you guys and stuff? And it's like, shit. Okay, we're here. So we got, he's like, can you guys come in now? <laughs> so, so we ended up sleeping maybe two hours in the hot sun. And then we got out of the vehicle. We got out of the vehicle. Um, we got out of the vehicle. We went to the show, helped set up the ring, worked the match, got paid, and then we did the trip, the twenty-one hour trip in a straight shot all the way back. And then I think then like the next day, because by that time it's like freaking Saturday Sunday. I mean it's like a whole day's trip. There's only twenty-four hours in one day. So by the time we got back, I think we slept that day and had to go into work night shift that previous night, like that Sunday. It was ridiculous. That's just brutal. I don't think the human body can do that forever. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, probably not. I mean, it's a hell of a story, but now I'm just like, okay, so how much is a hotel? <laughs> now it's like, can we leave three days in advance now? <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely something to consider once time goes on. Yep, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I just, I'm like a... There's all those, what are they called? Oh, God, I'm going blank right now. But on the side of the road with the rest stops, I mean, I'm sure Almost a serial killer. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a serial killer waiting for me one day. But there's rest stops on the side of the road, you know? You can go oh, and yeah, stop. There are. And, you don't yeah. stop unless you're actually a serial killer. But, I mean, you'll fit right in. <laughs> one could dream. So, what has been your worst fan experience? Okay. In person, as a heat magnet, as we mentioned, um, fans, uh, to be fair, we left, like, Nathaniel and I left uh, the match. Like, it was a whole spot, you know, like, it was a whole work. But we left through the audience out the door, and fans rushed us and, and, and followed us to the vehicle and started hitting on the vehicle. And it's like, okay, the show's over. I mean, we got it, you know. But that was a little traumatic. Um, but honestly, it's probably just the creepers like online. And um, I, I love I, I'm a nobody, but I, lo- I love the little bit of fans that I do have and supporters. But there's definitely been a couple of guys that try to locate me and they have successfully located me, especially recently. And um, probably one of my worst fan experiences is when people show up at my gym I mean I, I used to in gimmick used to check into the gym all the time and say sexy gym time and it was just part of my gimmick and I loved it and I can't check into places anymore in social media again I'm a nobody I, I don't have a big head I don't I don't think I'm an anybody but people when they start showing up to my work and to my shoot job and to the gym it's pretty fucking scary and I've, I've had a couple fans show up and if you call me Dahlia when you meet me, uh, that terrifies me. It absolutely terrifies me when I'm not at a wrestling show or at a convention or at a gimmick table or whatever. And you approach me and you're not there to work out or you're not there to shop or whatever the case may be. You're literally there for me. 
There's a name for that, and that's terrifying. Yeah, I think there are some fans that just don't necessarily separate the reality from the fictitious just because this is their reality, essentially. And and they're, yeah. like, living vicariously through us, so they think, this is okay, we're friends. I mean, to be fair, all my social media accounts are for Dahlia, and the only shoot post you see me make is if I make a post uh, about my puppies, or if you, if you see me make a post about... Um, my injury and recovering or maybe a fitness journey. That's the real me page coming out. But like 85% of the time it's Dahlia online. She's sexual. She's over the top. She's goofy. uh, She's a heel. And a lot of my posts are dedicated to Dahlia. So a lot of people think I am this deviant sexual person when really I'm a fucking Disney princess over here (laughs) as I cuss. (laughs) That's what you should wear on a shirt. My favorite Disney princesses swear. Swear word. <laughs> that's so funny. So we didn't really talk about your injury a lot, to be honest. And I think that yeah. maybe that's a discredit to you, but. No, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I mean, I'm cool if you don't want to mention it. I, I do have, I tried to, you, you can't understand text. I mean, in messages, you can misunderstand someone easily, but I just, I have a lot of PTSD. I still am cr- sitting here talking to you. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm in a lot of fucking pain and I just try to ignore it, you know, cause I am getting better and I am getting healthy, but it just, it's been such a fucking long journey, bro. Like it, it's just, it's been such a long journey and very traumatic and, and it's, it's taken a toll on my mental health. Like I attempted suicide during this. So not a lot of people know that, but I did. I, I, I was on bed rest and, um, everyone's like, I mean, I had a bitch the other day, uh, tell me, oh, I wish I could go on bed rest. It's like, dude, it wasn't a luxury. Think of the worst kind of pain you could ever experience. Put it on the bottom of both your feet. And guess what? It doesn't go away when you lay there. It's there. It haunts you and it's there. And it's like, no one's going to understand that. And no one's going to get that. But I, I was on bed rest uh, for two of the three years. And, um, I was at my mom's summer place in Indiana and there is no cell service, no internet, no TV. And it was just me laying there trying to get phone service so I could like maybe call someone or something. And, you know, no, you know, no social media access. Like I literally would just lay there and it, it talk about taking a toll on your mental health, like stare at a wall for two years and tell me you wouldn't go insane. Yeah, exactly. So how did you get injured? So I had a condition in my feet that I've had, like, I guess my whole life, and it's called plantar fasciitis. And it's actually very common in, like, runners or athletes or um, even construction workers, like guys that are, like, out on the pavement all day. And basically, you have ligaments on the bottom of your feet and your arch. And what the fasciitis does is it swells your muscles. And I've had that condition my whole life. I went to a doctor, not just a regular doctor, but a foot specialist about it, like, one time when I was living in Kentucky. And uh, the doctor was like, oh, yep, this is what you got. Nothing can do about it. Because, like, I guess, like, a lot of old people might get bone spurs or something, which is, like, you know how on your skin you get. That's what I thought it was going to kind of be, like, initially when I seen that you had such traumatic like foot injuries i thought it was like bone spurs or something oh hell no i wish fuck i wish uh no so like a lot of people have like like there's some people that have bone spurs but apparently that like it basically is like calluses on your skin but on your bones um apparently that can irritate the fasciitis i don't i don't have any bone spurs it was just a natural thing that my feet when they got irritated they the muscles swelled from the inside out and 
I I went to the foot specialist about it and there was no bone spurs causing this. And he's like, yeah, it's just something you got to live with, whatever. So was this from all your, your athleticism and all your, I mean, athletics? That's what I think. Like, dude, I literally from the age of two was doing ballet, tap, jazz, gymnastics, and then basketball and softball. And then by the age of seven, I did even more different dance classes and added volleyball and cheerleading to my sports. Like I literally have been physically active my whole entire life. So I think that's why I had plantar fasciitis in both my feet. But this is the thing. And this is one of the annoying things is people, people don't know my mental health and people don't know how traumatic this really was for me. But it's really insensitive when people are like, oh, I have plantar fasciitis. It's like, bitch, I had plantar fasciitis. I don't have it anymore. And then if people are intrigued by that, they're like, well, then what happened? It's like I tore the, the, the swelling got so bad, it quite literally tore my muscles. And then when I say that, then people are like, oh, yeah, I tore a muscle once. And it's like, no, 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 no. I yeah, you have to break it down I, every single step of the way to yeah, say no. The most extreme version of this and then the extreme version of this. Yes, and it's like it's like it's not like I'm trying to be like, oh, my cock's bigger than yours or anything. It's like, no, no, no. There's a reason why I've been out for three years, okay? Trust me. If it was just plantar fasciitis, I would have still been in L.A. If it was just torn ligaments or a torn muscle, then I would have had surgery and everything would have been fine. I had release surgery, motherfuckers. I do not have a ligament down there anymore. And it's just like, it's just, it's very complex. And when, when you're like, oh, why didn't you recover? My body rejected the surgery and my bones were caving in on my arches. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you're trying to explain it to them. Like, Hey, just so you understand, it actually is painful. It's not it's, it's, something that simple. When you, experience the pain of your arch bones because think of it like a triangle the two sides are your bones and then the bottom centerpiece was your ligament have that centerpiece taken away and your ultimately your spring your trampoline is taken away so the two it the two sides of the triangle are starting to cave in tell me you could stand and walk like it, it was so bad dude like I couldn't I had to I couldn't get up and use the bathroom I had to have a bedside toilet it was so bad. I couldn't get up and bathe myself and shower. Uh, I had to have Nathaniel help me, like, give me a, a bath in the bed. Like, he had a, like, it was just, dude, when, when I tell you Nathaniel is an amazing person, he truly is. I mean, he was there cleaning up my bedside toilet. Like, they had these little trash bag things that you put in and little sand that you put in there. And he, like, literally, quite literally, when I couldn't wipe my ass he wiped my ass when I, when I couldn't bathe myself and I'm a germaphobe. So this killed me. He literally gave me a bath while I still was in bed. And when I say that I, so props to him for putting up with it. But then when I say that I had to teach myself how to walk and stand again, that was gruesome. When I stood in a shower for the first time, the in the skin, if you spread your fingers right now and you see the skin in the between them, well, your toes are like that and it split like paper cuts. That's how swollen my feet were. So when I tried to bathe myself and stand in a shower, I had little mini paper cuts in between every single one of my toes and it was bleeding. That's how bad it was. And I have really bad PTSD and I don't want to fucking cry, but it's just it's really fucking traumatic and really scary. I mean, I would look like whenever... Nathaniel would come and pick me up so I had could escape my mom's summer house and get service and like you know get on Facebook or something I would look out my window and I would pass a college and see all these young kids um 
like going to school with backpacks and I thought that was superhero stuff I was like how are they not in pain how are they not in pain they have backpacks on that has to be heavy they're walking they walk to class they walk to all these different places that's superhero shit like how are they doing that and that was years of thought process in my head like I it was bad it was very scary I thought I'd never walk again I thought I'd never stand and and go to a nine to five job again. I thought I would never work again. I, I, I literally thought my life was over. And it wasn't just for a couple weeks, couple months. It was years thinking this. And it was really traumatic. So when I say I had to go through all, uh, to teach myself how to stand again, I did. When I say I had to teach myself how to walk again, I did. When I say I had to teach myself how to run again, I fucking did. And it wasn't like I was... Um, a hydroplegic and I couldn't I couldn't physically do it it was the pain like just sitting here I couldn't stand it let alone stay it was like cranking up a dial if I stood or walked it was like the pain increased and think the worst pain you have ever experienced in your entire life just keep on increasing and it wouldn't stop it wouldn't stop that's what I experienced it when I had to learn how to walk again and when I took initiative to do that I uh it started small I would go to the gym for 30 minutes and I would force myself out of the wheelchair and just stand on a treadmill and I would walk. Even if it was slow, I would walk for 30 minutes and then I would collapse my wheelchair and cry and scream because I was in the worst pain ever and I'd be wheeled out. And I did that for like a month. And then by month two, I was like, okay, let's do this. And I made that 30 minutes be an hour. And I, when I say I projectile vomited because of the pain, that's no exaggeration. When, when I say that I passed out, it's no exaggeration. The pain was bad. So by month two, I was forcing myself to stand for an hour to two hours. By month three, I was mastering the two hours. By month four, I was like, okay, let's add 30 minutes to that. All the way, this was 2019, I, I started doing this. All the way to by the end of the freaking year, an entire year, I was at 10 hours in the gym. Not bodybuilding, not killing it, not working out but walking because I mean what am I supposed to do is stay at like my apartment or something and stand and wash dishes okay those are done so I would literally make myself have Nathaniel drop me off at Walmart or excuse me he would go work at Walmart and then drop me off at the gym I would stay in the gym by the end of the year I was staying in the gym for 10 hours just walking worst pain I've ever experienced in my life but I noticed the longer the harder I pushed the pain would slowly not be so bad the next day. Next month, I could do another hour. So I was pushing out the pain. And I did that all of 19 into 2020. So then I was able to return to work because a work day is like a nine, 10 hour work day. So that's what I was training myself for. And yeah, it was, it was very traumatic. It was very hard for me. So taking all that adversity and bringing... <laughs> Alia Monroe into 2021 if you could set yourself one goal what would it be right um so I just got medically cleared to bodybuild again weight left which is a huge passion of mine my next goal is to be medically cleared to wrestle and I that's what I'm gonna do this year I'm not only gonna lose a little bit more of my bed rest weight but I'm gonna get in the best shape of my life and I'm gonna get medically cleared whether it's in the springtime summer fall I will be medically cleared to wrestle 
I'm going to be in ring shape, mentally, physically, and emotionally, and I will freaking wrestle. Awesome. That's so badass. Thank you. We're <laughs> at Dahlia underscore bookings at hotmail.com. Your OnlyFans, Instagram, and Twitter are Black Dahlia 47 because that's the year that the Black Dahlia was murdered. Because <laughs> that's not morbid. And yeah. then at Pro Wrestling Tees, you're at backslash Black Dahlia. Yes. Chainsaw Queen. The Chainsaw Queen. <laughs> I kept you a little bit longer than I promised, but can I get you to do me a favor and say <laughs> something with your gimmick and incorporate wanna be a pro wrestler, me too? Okay. All right, let me let me uh try it, okay? Um Hey guys, this is the Black Dahlia, aka the Chainsaw Queen. Wanna be a pro wrestler? Me too. Or you could do it perfectly in one take and that's fine. All right. <laughs> no, was that too preppy or <laughs> No, it was it was as perfect as it needed it to be. It's just that whenever I do it and I record my stuff and I'm in front of the cameras and stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it like three times and then the fourth time it'll be good. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you I'll for that ego it. boost. <laughs> never never mind my ex- my theater degree and my theater background and 10 years being yeah. a manager <laughs> no, oh, no no okay. no big deal promo near my <laughs> shit <laughs> that's a good thing to be good at yeah i i love promos i'm such a gimmick bitch like a gimmick is if anything i'll go out there and just gimmick a match <laughs> yep exactly the whole match is going to be the gimmick <laughs> oh yeah oh dude i won't take a bump i will literally just be out there walking and talking and being a fucking gimmick and i'll make myself over <laughs> exactly well thank you so much i i really appreciate it i know you had no reason to respond to my dms and i got to the topic <laughs> yeah i was like who the fuck is this loser loser <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> no no i'm a, I'm a nobody here. every day though uh like request for for uh, interviews or just in general all of it. <laughs> yeah, I do get. I know I'm a nobody, bro. But um, no, I do. I, I I have a lot, especially ever since I've been injured. I don't know what's up with that, but I do have a lot of people want me to do podcasts, and I I mean, I I do some of them. Like uh, others, I just like put off for a minute. But yeah, I, I've had a, a couple um couple people slide in my DMs. Can I ask why you said yes? To you. Mm-hmm fuck i don't i don't know maybe because you were respectful and professional and wasn't like damn sexy being on my podcast or hey baby girl like uh, i don't know maybe you were just professional and i think i follow you so i mean i wouldn't follow someone that's a fucking freak so uh, that's fair <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i mean is that's this guy gonna part. kill me <laughs> yeah exactly am i gonna be the next dahlia murder case yeah i mean i wish but <laughs> Don't worry, you still have another 26 years. You'll get there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that was the Believe year she was you. murdered. I think, no, dude, like, I think she was like 22 when she got killed. Oh, so you're past it? Bummer. Well, no, because 20, 26 years from now is 21 or 2047. So you'll be like yeah. the anniversary of it, the 100th anniversary. It's like there a we good go. Movie. It writes itself. Dude. Someone needs to murder me. I I just totally want that. <laughs> I would be careful with that. <laughs> no, no, like, dude, there's some sick freaks out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. 
See, that's the thing. They don't separate it when it's a joke. They're like, oh, my God. She's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Also, my name is Dahlia. Yeah. I, I mean, I carry a chainsaw everywhere I go. Wait, you don't? I do. <laughs> and not all of us can be as cool as Nathaniel, okay? <laughs> you, you can't just be six foot and look like a hillbilly Nicolas Cage. It just doesn't I mean, happen. This, I mean, the, not all of us can aspire to be such a hillbilly like him. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. He looks like the hillbilly from Dead by Daylight, if you actually know what that is. No, I don't. I'll have to look it up. It's a mobile game, so he's like, he, he kills people with a chainsaw. Oh, that's fucking sick. Another thing, the more you know. You're still supposed to send me a link to the YouTube thing. Oh, shit. What YouTube am I supposed to send a link for? Something about oh, yeah, yeah, behind the scenes. Or... I got you. I'll do yeah. it right now because I, I would have seen it because I kept it up on my YouTube. Um, I'm just going to send you the random video. But if you just go to his actual page, you'll see ones that you actually will want to watch. This is just the one that I'm looking at at the second. Yeah, but, that's fine. Just link to his page and I'll go to it. Yeah, sure. Okay, but you're not following me, so I'm going to make sure that you follow me. On YouTube? No, 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 no. I don't think I, I follow you. Do I? Oh, yeah, I do. Do you follow me? I can't tell. What? Oh, on YouTube? No, 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 no. Uh, Sorry. I was trying to read and talk and think at the same time, and apparently I'm not good at any of those. No, it's okay. No, uh, I mean, I'm, dys- I'm dyslexic as fuck, so join the club. I meant following. Oh, you do follow me. Never mind. Okay. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, there's an app. I I guess you're referring to Instagram. Yeah, there's an app that can tell you who follows you, who's blocked you and stuff. uh, And it's free. So I would suggest getting that. Yeah, I try not to keep a a tight grasp on who's following me and why they are or aren't following me. I just try to... Right, right. I mean, I'm... I'm a nobody and I barely have any followers, so it's not that big of a deal. But when you start marketing yourself, whether it is with wrestling bookings or with like an OnlyFans account, then you want to like keep up to date on who's like who's like looking at your shit and like who you do not need on your page. So that's kind of like why I have that. Clever. I think I like that just to be extra precautious, I guess we can say. Yeah, and you want to know who the petty bitches are that follow you and then unfollow you once they get a cheap-ass follow back. I don't get that. Like, who cares how many followers you have? Jesus. I don't... I follow people because what they're posting is interesting, and usually when I like what they're posting, I want to see more of it. So, from there... Yeah, I uh, I have weird posts, so I question your characteristic now. (laughs) Well, no, see, the thing is, I was following the ankle injury. That's all it was. I believed in the dream of walking Uh... again. Right, thank you. I'm I'm fucking like a meme now. I'm such an inspirational person. You're like the guy from My Left Foot, but cooler because it was both of your feet. Dude, it's <laughs> brutal. I, I don't even know what that is, but it's fucking brutal, man. Like, I wish it upon nobody, even like the worst person in the world. Like, I just, uh, I don't, I don't want, like, I don't want that to happen to anyone, what I just experienced. And who knows, maybe I have a bestseller one day, you know? Like, I, I go through this shit. Just to be a professional wrestler, I'm gonna write a book about it. Hell yeah! If you write a book, I want my copy signed in blood. I don't care whose. Oh yeah, that's funny. That's funny, dude. I like that. <laughs> it might be a, like a chapter. That might be one of my chapters. In it. You can have that one. I think I got plenty more uh, quips in the tank somewhere around here. Okay, thanks. I appreciate. Awesome. That. All right, I'm gonna let you go, Paige, because I know you got to go to sleep and. Uh, okay. Chase, chase yeah. Shit. Well, now that uh, it's time to go to bed, I'm I'm gonna be like fucking wired and stay up, you know. Okay. Why not? Every go time you need to go to sleep. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to be like Nathaniel. Yeah, every time I need to go to bed, like I literally am just like, I don't want to. And like and my body says that. And then I, I'm up and scrolling through Facebook until I can pass out. Mm-hmm. I can't scroll or else I stay awake. It's just bad. I try to do it to make me tired. Like even if I'm just oh. like dicking around, like my mom will be like, I thought you went to bed. It's like, bitch, <laughs> I'm just scrolling. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. It's a method. Yeah, this is a part of the process. This isn't just, you don't just go to sleep. That's not how things work here. It's like, dude, are you the one that has to schedule your body to wake up at 2 a.m.? No, sit the fuck down. <laughs> it's not natural waking it up at 2 a.m. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's very not. It's actually bad for you. Yeah, that's why, I mean, like, dude, like, my night shift schedule, like, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., like, I thought that was bad and stuff, so I was like, let me get a 4 a.m. schedule, and it's like, oh, wait, I have to get up at 2 a.m. So to go to work by 4. It's just, it's a complex thing, which um, I'm supposed to be returning to my shoot job this week, so I'm trying to get my body used to that schedule. Like, say I don't even work tomorrow, like, I literally am trying to make myself get used to waking up at that time again. It fucking sucks. But you don't think that you make enough money with, like, OnlyFans just to be able to kind of, like, not have to wake up at 2 a.m. to do that? I am a realist, and I know what it's like to go three days without eating, and I've shit in fist and cups. I, 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 I'm, I'm been to the bottom, and even though I'm making good money right now, who's to say it's going to last? It's just modeling, you know? It's a gimmick table. Who's going to come up to your table and buy every day, you know? So yeah, that's I like the security blanket because I know what it's like to be hungry. Let's just say that. I think that's smart. I think that's thinking more long term because you're going to yeah. get while getting's good. And then when it's not getting good and it's kind of a drought, you're going to be you able need to security. Pass. I need insurance. I need I need health insurance. I need uh, I mean, I make. Yeah. So I make just under I make like what, 14 an hour at Walmart. Well, that's a paycheck every two weeks. So. I, I can pay my bills with Walmart and then I can just pocket my OnlyFans, whether it's 10000 this month or 15000 the next month, whatever I make. Uh, and then a lot of people need to understand OnlyFans takes a percentage of that. So I, I honestly thought it was half. Yeah, they take a fucking chunk, dude. And then uh, tax season, hello. Uh, I they get taxed. And then, and then, dude, like, you know, normal people are in the 10% to get taxed. I'm in the 20-30% to get taxed. So if you mm-hmm. add the 20-30 that I'm going to get taxed and then the percentage that OnlyFans tax, I get half of what I'm making, bro. You know, like that's literally the reality of it. Like everyone's like, oh my God, yeah. in two months you made $30,000. And it's like, yeah, okay, cut that in half. And that's what's in my pocket, bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a lot, but it's oh, got- I, I, Yeah, dude, I'm a broke bitch. That's a, a lot of money for me. But really, like that slowly trickles in. Like, whenever you make money this week, you don't get it until next week. You literally, like, say you make 50 bucks on Monday, you won't get that 50 until the following Monday. And well, it's even worse than that. Like, say you make 50 bucks on Monday, you'll get the 50 access to it the following Monday. And then it takes two to three days to enter your bank account. So it's like, but once you start making money, you get paid every day, basically. But it's a process. Yeah, until then. And then once the money starts trickling in, it's like, okay, well, I need to go buy puppy pads and dog food. And then, okay, well, I need to go and buy groceries. Okay, okay, well, then where's that 15000 that was in your pocket? You know, like, it's just you you blow, the, you got to money manage. And I'm starting to money manage and be smart about it, but it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> you can start to buy and sell Pokemon cards. That's what I'm into. That's funny. That's funny, dude. Yeah, so basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back 
to Walmart. I'm going to continue my shoot job and uh, so I can pay my bills. And then my side, my side hustle will be only fans. And then when I'm medically cleared, uh, my side hustle will be wrestling until I can make a career out of one of the two, whatever. Do you sell actual like physical things on there? Um, yeah, I guess you'll have to subscribe to find out. <laughs> no, I mean, well, there's a lot of men and women that sell like underwear and socks and shit, but um, like my tens or calendars or something. Yeah, that, like calendar is definitely something I want to do in the near future, and that's going to be accessible start to everyone. That way, you can make even more. Yeah, I'm, I want to do. Sense. I've seen a lot of people like sell like socks, underwear, and shit like that, but honestly, right They're now like we're just a, weird stuff. <laughs> They they buy a lot of weird shit. Um, I have yet to sell something like that, but um, definitely not against it. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll sell I'll sell some like panties or something in the future. I don't know. I mean, a lot of wrestlers. If you think about it, it's a virtual gimmick table. You know, a lot of wrestlers that sell their used gear, not just women, men. So I mean, a lot I was of just talking to buddy today. He said that he sold his used trunks for two hundred dollars. There you go. And, like what I would do is say my gear is 100 bucks i would sell it for 200 so then i not only got my money back but then i can purchase my new gear you know Mm -hmm, exactly and then it pays for itself yep it does like uh definitely yeah i i I approve of that 100 percent. and the people that frown upon only fans it's like okay well one it's not just pornography even if it was who cares two um tell me you watch porn it's like, uh, dude, the people that are upset about even, um, like, that are homophobic. It's like, dude, you know you masturbate to lesbian porn. Sit the fuck down. Like, you you can't be such a fucking hypocrite. And every single person that, I've, which not many people came out of the woodworks. Uh, every No one has the balls to say shit to my face. But, like, maybe the two or three people that try to shame me for having OnlyFans literally thought it was just porn. And then when they found out I wasn't doing strictly, like, like doing porn... And then the amount of money I was making, they shut the fuck up and they were just angry and probably masturbating in a corner. Dumb fucks. <laughs> if you were going to masturbate anywhere, it would probably be in a corner. That's where I think in, I In shame. They're, they're, they're literally like masturbating in the corner in shame and probably finger banging their assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how stupid these guys are. Hey, whatever gets them to where they need to go. Angrily finger banging their butt. <laughs> yeah. Imagine walking in on that. You're just like, all right, I'm not gonna come back in here until you're done. But please wash several times. I'm sure their aroma was just lovely. But no, I honestly, they just it's stupid people, like stupid fifty year old men from a different generation. There's no excuse for being an asshole, but it's just judgmental fucking pricks. Yeah, it's people who feel so bad about themselves that they need to go out of their way to make other people feel bad, so they feel like, oh, see, it's normal to feel bad. Like yeah, no, one man. of the one of the guys was like, if I had an OnlyFans, if I it's easier for chicks. Uh, no, 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 no. This is how stupid they are. They think it's just for women, and they just think it's porn, just women. And I'm just like, no, no, no. I know a lot of guys that are on there, even wrestler guys that are on there. So that's stupid. But this one guy's like, see, equality doesn't exist because it's just uh, women and OnlyFans. Okay, you're an idiot. And then there was this other guy, which both are like in their fucking fifties. I swear, this other dude. He was like, um, see, if I was a chick, I would have OnlyFans and only pump out PG-13 content, and I'd make this, I'd make a killing. It's like, honey, I see girls, no shame, no, no, no shame at all. I would never body shame anyone. It's like, dude, I've seen females that look like you. 
and they're not making any money, okay? Like, just sit the fuck down. It's like I've seen girl versions of you, bro. You would not make anything. If you were a girl, you wouldn't look how you think you would look. Yeah, I don't know what he... I just, it's just a dumb fuck. A dumb fuck that is one of the hot topic tights wearing marks. <laughs> it, it just gets sad, and it's just like... You need to find ways to be able to, like, emotionally understand that they're not okay yeah like as long as you're not hurting animals or children and as long as you're not hurting people and killing people or or doing something disgusting towards children and animals or something leave them be let people live their fucking lives as long as you're not doing criminal shit like live your life fuck who you want to fuck with consent like uh like do 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 your fucking thing. Who cares who's fucking who? Who's doing what? Who's? It's all down to fucking sex, though, man. I'm telling you, if it, it, aliens exist, and the first thing's gonna happen is people are gonna try to find a way to fuck it. Yeah, I, I've seen that porn. I mean, I haven't, but I hypothetically have. Yeah, I mean, like that's just it. It's like, can we kill it? Can we fuck it? That's that's how stupid people are. <laughs> you must have been a settler. That's what it is. That's a settler mentality. <laughs> God, no, no, actually, my bloodline is a little different than that. <laughs> are, are you just white? What are you? No, I'm native. Uh, let's see. Oh, God, I'm a fucking mutt, man. I Let's see. Because I didn't my... think the native thing. I knew you were tan, but I didn't think you were native like I am. No, I'm not full-blooded, but I'm a No, fucking... but you're something. Yeah, no, I am. Um, on my father's side, uh, both sides are French and native, which... The family on both sides were so fucking racist. It's like, you're not dark enough or you're not white enough. So I don't even know the the native on my dad's side. But I just know mm-hmm. I'm native and French on both. But then on my mom's I side, I don't... I don't see the cheekbones or the eyebrows at all. <laughs> Dude, that's a little fucking prejudice, man. It's, that's um, the easiest way to tell, other than the hair. But it's hard to tell with people's hair because everyone has so much damn hair. Yeah, well, I think that a lot of people, unless you're inbred, like, a lot of people are... Some uh, of my cousins are. Dude, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, unless you're inbred, like, a lot of people are mixed, and a lot of people do not have, the, like, you don't have to have the strong jawline or anything to be uh, Indian, or you don't have to be have the strong jawline to be Native That's the only way I can tell, African. if I can tell. <laughs> dude, I've been to a res in New Mexico, and I, a lot of those fuckers were nothing but white. And I was just like, dude, I'm more yeah. Native than you. Like, like, like oh, come on. You're blue you, eyes, you bro. the cycle. <laughs> it's, it's like, guys, like, I mean, when I um, was hanging out with uh, this Native wrestler, he brought his two other friends that were brought up on a res, and they literally had blonde hair, blue eyes. And I was like, bro, I'm more Native than you. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. On my mom's side, uh, so I'm French and native on my dad's side, which that's where the tan comes in. On my mom's side, uh, on one of the, on her her mother's side was German and native. And that's the strong native I have. And I know they were Navajo. And I know my bloodline was, um, my great-grandfather was Chief Great House. And that's all I know. I wasn't brought up on a res. I, I literally just know that he was Chief Great House, Navajo. And he married a German. And then on my mom's dad's side, he was English and um, Egyptian. So I literally have native, Egyptian, French, and German in me. So what's it like to be a Sindian? (laughs) So what? 
So I coined the term myself. It's when you're a, a city-born Indian. Okay. Oh, I wasn't I raised I on the rents. Dude, I think I saw a TikTok of that. And man, okay. Oh, to be honest, uh, the the answer to that is you're not welcome anywhere. You're not fucking welcome anywhere. I mean, I have Egyptian blood in me. I'm not welcome there. I'm do not speak the language, and I and I'm not dark enough. Uh, I uh, have a lot of native blood in me where I could have gone to college for fucking free, but I'm not native enough because I wasn't bought, brought up on a res, and apparently I don't have enough cheekbones and eyebrow for some motherfuckers. <laughs> and then, you get a pass for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay so then um uh yeah like i i mean on i i literally have enough blood in me to to go to college but yet i'm not accepted because i wasn't brought up on a res and then i'm not i do if you go to some of the most racist areas in the world like or in america like eastern kentucky i wasn't white enough for them and everyone accused me of uh oh this one girl walked up to me she's like hey the reason i haven't spoke to you is because i didn't think you were white like that's what was said to me like living that's in kentucky so weird fucking weird dude exact words not making that up so i'm not white enough for white people i'm not dark enough i would have said i'm sorry i didn't talk to you because i didn't think you were smart yeah it, it's terrifying when you're just surrounded and that's actually by... what they thought about you so that's interesting Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, I've had some, a lot of racist experiences. And then, honestly, the only accepting culture that I was ever around uh, or community was Hispanics, but everyone thought I was Hispanic. If anything, I have Every been mistaken. I have been mistaken as a Hispanic more so than Native or white. Like, I, everyone literally thinks I'm Hispanic. I can't, honestly, I can't go to a Mexican restaurant without, I, I, I literally have had Someone to speak Spanish to you at the table. They try to speak Spanish to me and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were Hispanic. I moved to San Antonio, Texas to work a wrestling show at Comic-Con and literally, I shit you not, as soon as I walked through the doors, this little Hispanic girl, like probably a teenager, and her grandma came up to me and was like, excuse me, are you from Mexico? I swear to God that happened to me. I was like, what the fuck? I'm, uh, I'm Native American and white, bro. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, oh, I'm so- like, no. Uh, no, I don't even speak Spanish. I'm sorry. All Which, my I mean, have been like Hispanic for the most part, so I learned like a lot of no mamas and all that other dumb shit. And I took Spanish mm-hmm. in high school, so I have a good amount. But since I speak Spanish with my friends at work and stuff, people are like, "Oh, okay, that's the other Mexican." But since oh, I have long hair, you're... they're like, "I don't know what the hell's going on." <laughs> we're confused. <laughs> we're not sure how to direct our racism. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, well, how do we just make sure he's equally uncomfortable no matter what? Exactly. So, honestly, like, I'm just a mutt. I'm mixed with, like, that's what I tell people, but um, I do get mistaken for Hispanic all the time. So, I mean, Don't worry. it is I'll what get, it is. Get a Dreamcatcher tattoo and they'll know you're native. Or native. <laughs> you, 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 I'll save that for the res girls. How's that? <laughs> all the res girls have the same tattoo. Or you can get a bear paw or, like, frog legs. I don't know cockroach feet what else do people do weird shit man i mean uh i don't know i i I think it's the blue-eyed blonde-haired ones that do that you can get the tribal tattoos but they might just think you're a knockoff of vin diesel oh my god well i mean i I don't he probably was blonde at some point in his life who knows motherfuckers like looks like mr clean yeah he's been more bald than stone cold has to be honest i've never seen a picture of him not bald oh that's true i mean uh, stone cold actually had luscious locks once and blue eyes so he might be native too and he's from texas 
Oh, yeah. He might be, like, born and raised on a res. I mean, that, you know, and then uh, be racist towards me for being a little too white, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, oh, you motherfuckers. It's like, it, you know, like, I don't believe in inbreeding, okay? Like, everyone is a different shade of mocha, right? <laughs> I just know that in, like, 50 generations, everyone's going to be the same color, and it's probably going to be darker than it is lighter. Make sure they have those cheekbones, though. You know, eyebrows, so no one's confused. Hey, if we can pass on one thing, it better be cheekbones. <laughs> and I know that I have my grandma's hips, I think. Dude. <laughs> like, uh, it's honestly, like, it's okay that you didn't know. But I'm just like, man, what did you think I was? <laughs> like, I, I thought you were um, maybe Hispanic. That's okay. But I mean, that's acceptable. Like, that, I assumed you were white with a really good tan. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the sun in three years. <laughs> doesn't mean you don't have sun tanning lotion. They, I'm going to start actually going to no. the tanning booth again. I haven't tanned I, in a year. Can I say something off the record, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has the widest tan lines I have ever seen. Uh, Nathaniel wrestled him once in Texas, and I'm telling you, when he bent over, his butt cheeks were as white as Nathaniel's southern ass. So the funny thing about that is the only thing that was ever super white on me when I was tanning was my butt. So I had to make sure that I was <laughs> lift those cheeks. <laughs> so I had to get everything as tan as it could get. So dude, everyone can tan. It's no big deal. But I do have um, when I was like modeling or something or especially for my OnlyFans, I do use like a little bit of a bronzer because hello, I literally haven't been in a tanning bed or out in the sun properly in the past like three and a half years with my injury i'm pale as fuck right now like my version of pale so yeah of course a little bronzer we're wrestlers everyone uses that but i'm telling you uh it's white as fuck under that <laughs> oh yeah i bet all you have to do is since you were in a wheelchair for so long all you had to do is get him to rub baby oil on you let you lay on the ground for a couple hours come over flip you over yeah. get you some baby oil again come drag you back in because you know you like being dragged <laughs> You, you know, uh, cancer's fun, too. <laughs> see, that's why I wanted to do the lotion, but I was worried that my hands would get orange, and I'm not smart enough to always remember to wear, like, gloves and shit. Just get the name brand shit, dude. Like, I know it's $50, but get the name brand stuff, and then get the, the glove, and just uh, just use one hand, and then revert and switch the glove to the other hand, and you won't get orange hands. But I am guilty of, in the past, getting the Walmart cheap kind, and... Uh, if you're wrestling, I would suggest get the $50 kind at, like, an Ulta or Sephora. I will I will suggest that, but nah, I'm dude. like going into them fucking stores. I don't have know your, have how Have your girl go in one of those. Like, have your girl go in. Like, she seems... She's really the one who gets anything anyway, so she'll probably get me the expensive, expensive one. I'll come out with a $200 bronzer. I'll Jesus come out Christ. with tanner than tan. Yeah, just get what you pay for. Are you going to go to this guy that's uh, $50 for gear, or are you going to go to the $100, $200 guy for wrestling gear? You know, you get what you pay for. You get the cheap bronzer, you're going to look like Donald Trump. <laughs> can you imagine how much he paid for it and he got that, and you're like, can I get a refund? Or... Makes me I think this crazy. is permanent now. Dude, I don't know how a billionaire turns out to be orange with shitty hair plugs like that, but I I'm just telling you, he, he doesn't look rich. You know, like, you see people that look rich. He looks like he's broke look... people rich. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> me. <laughs> me with my own He looks friends. like Buffy Crosswire's dad rich. <sighs> I'm going to pretend to know who that is. Come on, man. Arthur? No. No, Arthur? You never watched the kids' show Arthur? 
I don't think so. It's like Aardvark. There's books about him. He's about Dude, your skin we're going, complexion. We're, <laughs> if that's a redhead motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's an Aardvark. He's like brown. Dude, I literally... We're going down a rabbit hole. I do not want to go down because I'm so dyslexic. I'm like, who is this? She types in Arthur and says Artard, and she's like, oh, okay, I think I know who this is. Yeah, exactly. Don't expose me. Don't expose my Google search. All you need to do is wear glasses, and they'll know that you can't read. Scientifically proven. There you go. All right, man. I'm going to get off here. Just message me on Instagram, okay? Yeah, for sure. I'll see you around, um, and if I don't, I'll probably see you in, at the Red someday, at okay. the powwows. You know what? Fuck off. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for being here with us today on Wanna Be a Pro Wrestler. Me too. I hope you enjoyed today's guest as much as I have. I actually want to talk about what I learned. I learned not to do too many interviews in one day because I had another interview prior to this where it went two hours and then this one was an additional two hours and I had one more interview after this where I was actually being interviewed and that was supposed to be setting up but I kind of ran long. So what I ended up doing was I asked the same question twice kind of but just in a different way but she answered it so well and so efficiently that it didn't even seem like it was a mistake on my part but I realized it when I was looking at my notes that I wanted to ask this question but I realized that I'd already just asked it so that fatigue kind of set in there so make sure that you ask specific questions and know how to steer the conversation towards the next question naturally without being redundant and the most important thing that I learned was never be afraid to ask because then you'll never know the answer I never met Dahlia, I never had one correspondence with her, I just followed her on Instagram and she followed me on Instagram and that was pretty much it to be honest. I asked a handful of people and she was one of the ones that said yes and this has been one of the most fun experiences for me because the first episode that we did together was so successful. So I'm hoping to be able to bring you guys more quality guests like this and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Be safe 